Welcome to the Lighted Church Podcast, lighting the people to light the world through the knowledge of Christ. Visit www.tlc.net.ng and share the gospel of Christ today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I just want to welcome you to this great service, this wonderful service. In this great day the Lord has made a first fruit offering worship service. I'd like us to put our hands together for the Lord for the privilege for the opportunity given to us and for the life even to participate in this service. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. I didn't hear that loud. Again. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes, we must be very thankful to him for his mercies, his protection, provision, and the power of his grace that we're enjoying. Lord, we thank you. Hallelujah. Our promise is part of the message. The word of the promise is the word of the message. So I just encourage you to open your Bibles to the book of Proverbs and sincerely mean what you are going to read because we are going to read it together. I will read it as it is. Then we all stand up and read it to ourselves. When we are reading it to ourselves, you personalize it. I will honor the Lord with my substance and with the first fruit of all my increase. So shall my bound be filled with plenty and my presses shall burst out with new wine. That is how we are going to read it together. But how it is here in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 to 10, says, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of all thy increase. So shall thy bounds be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. I'd like us to stand to our feet and we take it the way I have advised and simply personalizing it to yourself. So we start with the word I. One to go. My substance. And with the first fruit of all my increase, so shall my barns be filled with plenty and my presses shall burst out with new wine. Say it again. Say it for the last time with meaning in your heart. Like you mean it, you are saying it, you are confessing it because you believe it. Want to go. I will honor the Lord with my substance and with the first fruits of all my increase so shall my bounds be filled with plenty and my presses shall burst out with new wine. As you have said it, as you have read it, as you have believed it, so shall it be unto you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Please be seated. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. I, I think it's good to confess the word to yourself. I think it's good to confess the promise of God to yourself. It makes a whole lot of meaning when you personalize the promise of God for you. But I want to let you know this morning that this is not just a promise. This is a covenant. This is a covenant in the sense that God has said what he will do when you do what he wants you to do. And God is always committed to his covenant. And once he says it, you believe it, you accept it, and you will do it in spite of the generation or the age or the dispensation. Once you kill yourself into a covenant with God, and this is what God has said to his people at some point in life, and you want to say, I want to be a part of this covenant, and you believe it, you accept it, you recite it, you personalize it, and you do it. God is committed to doing his part. There is no way we can talk about it beyond what I am saying to you this morning. You go and pick up a word of promise that is a covenant with the Lord from any part of your Bible from Genesis to Revelation and you say to yourself this is a covenant that God has made with his people and right now I belong to his people because I'm born again and a member of the household of Israel a member of the commonwealth of the household of Israel and I now belong to the people that this covenant was given to by virtue of the father that I am a child of this God that made this covenant and I want to partake of the covenant and so I believe in this covenant I know this covenant works I want to personalize it and accept it for myself and I want to do my own part once that is struck Watch whether God will not do his own part. This does not require discussions, series of conversation or debate. This is actually between you and God, who you believe in, who you trust as being a covenant-keeping God, and who you know that extends covenant from generations to generations and is committed to his covenant. And so once you keep yourself into any of the covenants, whether it's the covenant of life, or whether it's the covenant of wealth or prosperity, or the covenant of blessing, or the covenant of healing, or the covenant of deliverance, or the covenant of whatsoever thing that you can get from the Bible, and say, God, for this great covenant, I want to participate in it. And because it's a covenant, there's a part I need to play so that you can play your own part and you decide to believe it and play your own part. I tell you, with or without a pastor, with or without a preacher, with or without a man of God, the covenant will work for you as a child of God. And this is between you and God, and there is no intermediary to it. And there is no middleman to it. He said, this is what I want to do with my God. I want to participate in it. I want to partake in it. I want to do it because I believe in it. You will see how faithful God is 
in keeping his covenant. So this is a covenant that God made with his people. And quick by extension with you and I. This is a covenant with the faithful God that keeps his covenant from generation to generation. So in this scripture, you can see that God has a role to play, but after you have played your own role, when you play your own role, then you leave God to play his. We have come this morning to play our own role because we believe there is a covenant in existence here. We believe the covenant is between us and our God. And you as an individual has accepted it as your own personal covenant with God. And you have come to do your own part. And allow God to do his own part. Now listen to me. Your role is to honor the Lord with your substance. And the first fruit of all your increase. To honor the Lord with your substance, 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 something tangible, your substance, your earning, and with the first fruit of all your increase, then God's role is to make your bond or your storehouse be filled with plenty and your presses bursting out with new wine. So when you come before the Lord and say, Lord, I'm going to do my own part. And I want you to do your own part. And as you offer your first fruits to the Lord today, this will automatically become your portion. What is your portion? The portion of the Lord making... You are bound to be filled with plenty and making your presses to burst out with new wine. I believe we have spent time to talk about this and giving some understanding about what this means to us as Christians. And so we're not going to spend any time. Today is just the day of actually giving our first. But I want to say a few things that I think we need to go home with today. And I just want you to please clear your heart to receive what I am going to say. Because it is from the sincerity of my heart. It is from the bottom of my heart as the whole truth regarding this exercise. And so much of what I'm going to say, I believe that Pastor Helen has laid a little bit of the foundation of it. I don't know how many of you listened out. And, um, and so if you didn't listen out to grab what point you had made regarding what I'm going to say, by the time I'm saying it, you will be able to relate to it and have a better understanding about the way we relate with God in every aspect of life, especially in a situation like this that demands a covenant meaning you're doing something and God doing his own part 
So as much as this is a covenant and the covenant means a covenant of blessing an outpour of God's blessing an outpour of God's reward and compensation for you doing what you have been asked to do I very much strongly advise and I mean advice that you do not focus you are raising for you are giving your first fruit on just what God will do for you please just an advice you will know why I'm giving the advice very soon when you offer your first fruit to him as you are going to offer your first fruit for those of you that have your first fruit because God has given you the first harvest for the year Please know that there is a covenant of returns. Give shall be given unto you. God said, This is what I'm going to do for you when you do this. But I'm advising that when you come giving, even before you give, please let not the emphasis of your heart and the bottom of your heart be so much centered on what God said he will do. Because God is a covenant-keeping God, is a promise-keeping God. He will do it all the same. But I want to shift your mind a little bit from the business aspect of our relationship with God. So if your focus is on what God will give you or will do for you, yes, according to his promise, and your focus is just majorly on that, you will surely miss the most important aspect of the covenant, which inevitably, which invariably is centered on something different from just giving your first fruit offering. If you look at the scripture very well, the main aspect that God is looking at is one word called honor. Can somebody say honor? Can somebody say honor? I didn't hear that loud. Honor. That is one key word in this deal. That is one key word in this exercise. That is one key word in what we're about to do. It is the honor that should drive or enable the giving or the offering that you want to give. If the giving or the offering is not taken from your heart as an honor to God, but simply as a business transaction with God, the offering we have an acceptance problem. The offering we do what? Have an acceptance problem. If from the bottom of your heart, the offering of your first fruit is not centered on the fact that you are using it to honor God, 
but uh, it centered on um, the business aspect of faith that when you trade with something, you get something. When you invest in something, you get some level of returns. Then the weight that brings about the blessing and the fruitfulness from this exercise will be seriously compromised. Is somebody listening to me this morning? I am picking my word, I'm taking my time to say what I'm saying so that it can sink into you. I don't need to rush because not a few, there's not many things I need to say this morning. God will not so be committed to accepting such offering that did not come from your heart as an honor to him. God loves offering something we offer to him. But the intent and the purpose of the offering matters more to God than the exercise of the offering in itself. God requested Cain and Abel, the brother, to do an offering to him. It was expected of them to do offering. Cain offered. Did he offer? Yes. Abel offered. Did he offer? Yes. But at the end of the day, God was not left to accept the offering or reject the offering as much as the offering has gone forth. But God chose the offering of Abel and rejected the offering of Cain. I don't have the time to preach. It's, it's going to be like a series of messages. It can even be in the form of a book. Why the rejection of Cain's offering and the acceptance of the offering of Abel. But simply what you must learn is that God has a choice to accept something you are giving to him or not to accept it. To reject it or to accept it. So we must be very careful what we do with God and we must make sure that our intent and purpose must be very pure and right. The Bible talked about a man who did something that was good in the sight of God, but not with a pure heart. The heart is what matters. Listen, friends, we are not fulfilling all righteousness here. And I kind of love what uh, Pastor Amos posted to the man. He said it's not compulsory. And that is so true. Because your giving of your first food does not sanctify you as born again or qualify you to make it to eternity. Absolutely not. But there's something about it that is weighty that made God in the first instance to bring it as a covenant with his people. And so we must look beyond the given and look beyond what we receive and begin to focus on the intent and purpose of God for such kind of requests of his people. It is the honor 
that should drive or enable the giving. If the giving is not taken from your heart as an honor, but a business transaction with God, I said and I repeat that the offering will have acceptance problems from God. God wants the purpose of our offering to be more as an honor and reverence to him and what we are given to him because he's God because he enabled the harvest because he has kept you alive to give this harvest because he's worthy of giving the first of anything in your life the first should be honorably given to God because he's God. And not necessarily because of the business transaction that seems to be associated with it. Oh. God wants the purpose of our offering to be more of an honor to him than what the gain will be to us. If the purpose of what we do with God and for God is centered on what we will gain from him, then our relationship with God becomes transactional. Then our relationship with God becomes business-like. Our relationship with God becomes deal like you strike a deal <laughs> thank God for the promises thank God for the reward of our faithfulness thank God for the reward of our obedience thank God for the reward of entering into the covenant and doing the covenant but we must work out that thin line and be conscious of it before we cross the line to a transactional relationship with the almighty God. You say, I will give him because he will give me back. And as long as that is what God himself promised us, focusing on it, we turn church to a business center. And so completely take away the place of reverence of God. This situation is already a big problem in the church of God today. Or if I might say in the body of Christ today. Where 99.9% .9 of people that go to church are going to church because of what they want to get from God. Where so many percentage of people that really, 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 really go to God and go to church. It's not centered of going to worship God in the beauty of his holiness, but for adventure, God will give me money, he will give me house, he will give me you know, husband, he will give me wife, he will give me things. And that is not far-fetched from when we say pray to God. When your idea of prayer is God give me, that's your idea, a typical idea of a Christian prayer. Pray! Either you are restraining the enemy from 
affecting your blessing or you are saying, God, give me and give me. I've come before you to give me and you have to give me and you have to give me and you have to give me and that is the way we relate with God. This is a situation that is already a challenge in the body of Christ and God is also looking at that. Where God is turning to a business entity and the church of God is turned to a business center. Where our relationship with God and the reason why we come to church is based on what we can gain and not because of who God is in our lives. But in this church, by the grace of God and by the inspiration the Lord has given to me for his people, in all that we do for God, and in all that we do with God, I will advise you, and I want you to focus more on who God is in your life and the reverence that he desires from you than what God can give to you. When I look closely to this scripture yesterday, I looked at it very closely and I turned it around. I discovered that the blessing from the scripture is not just the giving of the first fruit. God, honor, God bringing about the busting of new wines and the increase of abound is not so much about the giving of the first fruit, but giving our first fruit as an honor to him. As an honor to him. When our giving is as a result of our honor to God. It is based on the honor element that God gave the promise of the blessing as a reward to them who honors him. This is deeply revealing to me. The heart of giving must go beyond the business transaction with God. We must step up our understanding of why we offer God our first fruit today and see what we are doing more as an honor to God than what we are bound to get. This is what the Lord is looking for. He's looking for the honor element in our giving. Now to me as a person, and I want to advise you along this line. If offering your first fruit, or let me put it this way, I'm talking about myself. If offering my first fruit to God did not come with any promise at all, but it's just an honor to my God as a form of worship to him, I, Charles O.J., will keep giving him my first fruits all the years of my life as long as I live. Blot out the bounds coming with great increase. Blot out the vine busting out with new wine. And I hear, honor me with your first fruit. Full stop. 
with that at the back of my mind, I will see it as a privilege, an opportunity to keep giving him because he's, he said to me that giving him my first food is an honor to him. And I said, what am I waiting for? I've been looking for a way to honor this God. Let me give it to him all the same. No promise attached to it. No promise is given from what he will do. But he just said, it's an honor for you to give me the first of your increase. And I said, God, is your honor? Yes. And I said, blessing or no blessing, it becomes a privilege for me to honor him with my first fruit. Is somebody understanding me this morning? That is why things of God, you don't fuss it. You don't fuss it. It, it, it depends on the rev, level of revelation. You know, when you flow on the ferry ferry, you are easily dissuaded. But when you go deep into your relationship with God, no matter who says it, no matter how it's been said, it doesn't make a difference to you because you are running your own race like every other person else. You don't blame anybody for what you become. You blame yourself once you become an adult. Praise the Lord. So listen to me. When David said in Psalm 132 verse 4, I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my, eye, to my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord and habitation for the mighty God of Jacob. It was not because he was expecting anything from God, but as an honor to him. When he made that statement, he wasn't making that statement because he was expecting any gift from God or anything. What God has given to him is already enough to him. It's more than enough. And he said, look, I have discovered that the house of the Lord is not built. I will not give sleep to my eyes or, or give slumber to my eyelid until I find a place of habitation to the Most High God. Also, when he said in 2 Samuel 24, 24, that I will not offer a burnt offering to my God, of which cost me nothing. It was not because David was expecting anything from God, but as an honor to God. When Solomon, his son, offered God 1,000 burnt offering in the brazen altar, it was not because he was expecting anything from God, but as an honor and thanksgiving for making him a king that he became. It was God himself who immediately after doing that, that night came to Solomon and said, what do you want me to do for you? When the woman that was bent over that came into the synagogue and Jesus identified with her and said to her, why should the daughter of Abraham be bent over in this form? And the Lord healed her and made her stretched. She did not go to the synagogue because she was expecting a miracle. She went there as a regular place of worship to Jehovah in spite of the fact that she was bent over. In spite of the fact that she was carrying a burden. In spite of the fact that she was sick. In spite of the fact that she had a, a situation with reproach. But yet, he still knew that the only, the only place to go is the synagogue where God can be exalted and worshipped. 
in spite of the problem. He was not looking for a miracle service. But Jesus sorted her out. When Mary took a pound of ointment or spikunad, very costly, the Bible said, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the Bible said, and the house was filled with the perfume of the ointment or ointment. That's in John 12 verse 3. It was not because Mary was expecting anything from Jesus, but as an honor and reverence to him. But you see, time will not permit us to begin to dissect what happened to these people one after the other for honoring God. That is beyond what we can see now as miracle. Their lives were totally turned around. And there are people that we are reading about now because there is something about their heart that made them to do the things that they did for God. And God decided to do the things that he has to do by himself. And the underlining thing why they did the thing that they did was simply honor. They were honoring God. You see why I said that even when the other ones about the promises blotted away, I will always give him my first fruit as long as I live. Preachers over the ages has unfortunately changed the focus from God-centeredness to blessing-centeredness. And this has grossly underplayed the church honoring God and reverencing God whenever we gather together. The church has become a blessing-centered place. No doubt that is what it is. But let me tell you for free, the blessing is not when you come into the four walls of a worship center. The blessing is what follows you as a child of God when you know to, how to tap into the covenant with God. But somehow we believe that when we come into a, a service center, because that is what the focus of most ministers are. They begin to tell you about the miracles and the miracle and the miracle without so much telling you about the, the God that does the miracle. So the emphasis anytime you come is there's going to be a miracle today. And God is put just behind. And the man that is telling you in the, about the miracle is put right in the forefront. So when the man is not there at the forefront, you can walk away and go out of the church because the miracle coordinator is no more in the same. Huh. And Brother Cornelius is now praising and worshiping God. The choir is singing and uh, we are doing things and you look at that side, the miracle coordinator is not there. Maybe wait for some time. Let's see whether the miracle coordinator will come. And we are looking and the miracle coordinator did not come, but not in this church. Anyway, there's no miracle coordinator, but I'm just giving us an example. And all of a sudden, we are now said, um, let us uh, praise God and let us, you know, do something. And somebody comes here and said, uh, well, the miracle coordinator is not around, but I have a word for you. Before you know, somebody is sneaking out. Because somebody has magnified himself above God that does the miracle. The Bible said, out of the mouth of babes, the world shall be established. Somebody, one of our children can come here and say, praise the Lord. God is faithful and good. And somebody can be healed because of that. 
God doesn't need any miracle coordinator to do what he needs to do. We arrogate ourselves so much that we have become higher than the God that does the miracle. But not in our church, praise the Lord. So this is why if Christians, I had Pastor Helen said it, feel that God did not answer their prayer in a particular location or church or assembly. They change church. And um, they keep changing church depending on the advert that the church has. This is a miracle church. This is where you receive your blessing. This is your last bus stop for everything you need. You know there are advertisements, you know that? Oh, you don't know about that? Oh, yeah, there are. Check billboard. You will see a sharp advertisement. <laughs> okay, so you now locate the, um, it depends on what you, are, what you are looking for. I mean, um, laughter foundation for children and all the things that you see. And you move from one to the other and you didn't actually see what you are looking for. You just hiss. Then the other thing you need to do is to look for an alternative to this so-called church. I didn't get what I wanted in church. And so I can try Babalao, I can try the prophet, I can try whatever, you know, because this is what I need. And this is what I was going to church for. Because I've been issued in the first instant, you are entering into the church is because of miracle. And the preachers has helped to let you know that this is the last bus stop that we are talking about. This is that church where all things happen. And every day you come to church, you are waiting. Friends, today we are here to honor God with our first fruit offering. Anything that God wants to do after we have honored him with our first fruit offering, let him do. Honor him from your hearts, he said. Giving you a first fruit is an honor to him because it is the first that you have. And you decided I'm going to give him from that. In spite of what you need and what you want to do with your substance. Let God himself do whatever he wants to do after you have honored him. How many of you want to honor God today? Hallelujah. From the bottom of your heart, you are no more looking at the transaction. You are no more looking at the deal. <laughs> you are no more looking at the business angle to it. The angle is good. God is committed to it, but that's no more your focus. How many of you are like that this morning? Praise the Lord. That means I've done well. Some are still not sure. I prefer this deal aspect. This honor, I don't understand it, but it's, it's okay. The Holy Ghost will help you. Now, if you don't have your first fruit offering to give today, it means that you have not received your first harvest for the year. It is not a problem. Just rejoice and celebrate with those who already have received their first harvest for the year and has their first fruit to give to the Lord today. Don't feel bad. Don't pretend about it and drop your first fruit offering envelope with nothing or put in something that is not a first fruit because you don't have the first harvest. Just give your good offering to the Lord and be happy. You simply have not what to give because you have not received what to give. God says first fruit offering. That means you would have gotten your first fruit before you give your first fruit offering. 
You know, yesterday, I personally, as your pastor, I was like feeling bad. Why was I feeling bad? I don't have a first fruit offering to give today. And I was feeling bad. And God rebuked me. Do you have the, have I given you the first harvest? I said, no, I have not. Why have you not given me? I was asking God. Because I'm the pastor. I should come and dance more than everybody and give. He said, you cannot give what you don't have. If you have, if I have given you your your first fruit or first harvest, I will expect you to give me. But if I have not given you, be happy. Go and preach the message. Encourage the people that I have given. And when I give you, you know what to do. And I encourage myself in the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I did what? I encouraged myself and the Lord. Because I can't remember any year where we are doing first fruit offering and I, I have not received first fruit. I was trying to run my mind. But this year I have not received the first fruit. Is God unfaithful? No. You know what it means to me? My first fruit is going to be too heavy. <laughs> Hallelujah. If not because of transfers and check, maybe I would have come with Ghana must go. Because I must be faithful to God, the faithful God, in also giving my first fruit whenever God makes it to come to me. So don't be ashamed, don't be worried. Most of you are like me here, okay? And don't feel embarrassed. Do your first fruit offering like this and put it in your Bible. God, when you give me, I will give you. Hallelujah. When you give me first fruit harvest, I will give you. I have my own here, but I'm not going to drop it because there's nothing in it. Praise the Lord. You know, the problem is that the church has gone too religious and have gone too pretentious. And the people that preach the gospel have gone too deceptive. And so we don't even know where to draw the line. But for you that God has blessed, I don't receive salary, I'm a businessman. So. For you that God has given the first fruit, and you are happy here this morning to honor God with your first fruit, I congratulate you and I rejoice with you and I tap into that your grace because I know my own will come not very long from now. I'd like you to stand to your feet. And from the bottom of your heart, begin to appreciate the Lord. Give him praise, give him praise, give him praise. The Lord said in 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse 30, I will honor those who honor me, and I will despise those who think lightly of me. New Living Translation. I will honor those who honor me, and I will despise those who think lightly of me. Raise up your two hands this morning. As you honor the Lord today with your first fruit, I decree that from today you will never lack honor. Everywhere you go, God will cause men to honor you. Hmm. I say God will cause men to honor you. Because you are honoring God with your first fruit today, 
Honor will locate you wherever you go. People will begin to honor you without really knowing why they're honoring you. Doors of blessing will open for you. The inflow of God's abundance will be your portion. Because you are honoring God with your first food today, God will reward you with the abundance of blessing this year. And anytime you are going to honor God, if you don't have today, God will reward you with the abundance of blessing this year. God will make you to have more than enough this year. God will do more for you this year than he has ever done all the years you have spent. God will do for you this year than you ever thought or imagined. In the name of Jesus, God will do more for you this year than he has ever in your life thought that God can do. Receive grace today. Receive grace today. The honor of God will never cease in your life. As you honor God, the whole world will honor you. The white men and women will honor you. The black men and women will honor you. All the colors and shades in between white and black on this world will honor you. In the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information on The Lighter Church, visit tlc.net.ng or follow The Lighter Church on Instagram and Facebook. God bless you.